NotFest.com presents Talk To Me. With over 300 interviews under his belt and six years running, your host Joshua Toomey interviews metal and rock's heaviest hitters. Follow the show at Talk To Me Talk. Here's your host, Joshua Toomey. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Talk To Me here on NotFest.com. As always, I am Joshua Toomey, joined by the recently reinstated Chris Aiken. Chris, how are we doing? I'm good. What's going on, man? Um, not a whole lot, man. I took, took last week off. I, uh, I You know, it kind of sucks because I was actually going to do a Thanksgiving, you know, a Thanksgiving-themed episode, you know, like, who would you, uh, who are you thankful for? Sure. Thankful for the fans, you know, who would you invite to your rock and roll Thanksgiving? All that good stuff, man. It was going to be great. Well, that's all right. Well, we'll save it for next year. <laughs> and in saying that, I was not going to do a single piece of that because I know you <laughs> you would die. You'd be like, you know, it's like it's like what's what's your favorite heaven band? You know, you got Ronnie James Dio and Dimebag. Yeah, yeah. No, I I hate those kind of shows. It's <laughs> you know, I, I've started with 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 uh, Chris Hager presents. I've started getting into lists a little bit and doing everything in right. a list. And man, I'm telling you, it cannot be more uncomfortable for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to, because I want to do something different than I do right. here and that I do on CMS. So I'm doing that and it is a little different, but it's like, okay, here's my top five album. Oh, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I know people like it, but whatever, you know, people love a list. They do. It's so dumb too, because what, what difference does my list make from anybody else's? Like last night we were doing it live. We were doing um, live albums that um, the album wasn't as good as when you saw the band live. All right. And and no matter what I put up there, people were, there was somebody coming up going, "That's bullshit, man. That's crazy." <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Well, it's my list, you dick." Well, that's <laughs> the that's the point of a list, man. We got to argue about stuff. Yeah, it's like social media heaven. You just put it out there, and everybody yells at you for it. The NotFest <laughs> clipped uh, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the top 10, you know, stripper songs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And NotFest clipped, you know, the number one song. And that's probably the most interaction I've seen on a NotFest <laughs> Instagram feed because everybody was like, no, I think that, you know, uh, you know, this right. song or that song was going to be number one, you know, like Dr. Feelgood or Girls, 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 you know, that's right. going to be the number one song. And that was, you know, I think that that, that clip alone got like 20,000 views or something crazy. Jeez. Now here, here's my here's my note for the Notfest guys for the for Notfest um, web management. Okay. Next time, don't put out the answer. Put out our oh. number one answer is, and then put it out like three days later. <laughs> right. Let people get all pissed off, and then go look for it later. Here we go. Uh, you know, obviously no episode last week, but the uh, the interview I did last week was uh, Mike Mushak. I guess yours is your interview is probably coming soon with him, right? Yeah, in January, I think, or December, December, <laughs> January, somewhere in there. I, I'm so booked up on that yeah. shit. It's, but yeah, um, I chatted with them. You chatted with them. I watched yours. Yours is better than mine. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that yours, yours was musician talking to musician. Right. Mine was. Hey, rock guy, tell me about yourself. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> which, which was, it, it was cool. I mean, they're both good, but I mean, yours was definitely better than mine. So people should go over to notfest.com and watch it. Well, that was the crazy part of the whole deal was, you know, kind of, I started out with a joke 
because of Mike Munchak, yeah. uh, the former Tennessee Titans head coach and all this other stuff. And then he he hit it, hit me with you know how he hung out with Mike Vrabel at an Aerosmith concert, right? And, I, and it, you'll see in the interview, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. All right, everybody, <laughs> Mike Munchak here of uh, staying, you know. Let's you know. Let's we got to get this on on uh, you know on tape or whatever, right? Uh, for everybody to hear because I think that is the first time you know anybody's ever just like hit me with a, yeah, I was hanging out with Mike Vrabel. Yeah, know, exactly. Whatever. Played so. into your Titans fandom. Yeah, it was it was fun, man. <laughs> that was a fun interview. That that was uh you know I've always had that that Fred Durst story and I needed to uh and it was kind of fun to to talk to him about kind of the timeline of sure. stained talking to Fred Durst. And then us talking to Fred Durst was pretty much the same time. It's it's pretty crazy when you put timelines back to back like that. Sure. Well, I, I know this, and we will pull the curtain back a little bit. I interviewed Mike before you did. Right. And I emailed you immediately. We're like, Mike was good, but have a lot of questions. He's not a talker. <laughs> right. You know, and, and shit, you didn't need any questions. You had him going. <laughs> you had him going from minute one. So. You know? Yeah, actually, I called you after the interview. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Mike was, <laughs> he was because I, I was so nervous. I did have a ton of questions. I had a right. bunch of St. Sonia stuff and some new said stuff and some stain stuff. I was like, you know, I was like, oh, God, here we go. 30 minutes of hell. And right. I know it was like 35 minutes. And I was like, oh, shit, I better get off here because you know, I'm not telling <laughs> if he has another interview or not. So, right. Yeah, he, he was a, he was a fun chat. That was one that, you know, if you. If if you like Mike, if you like Stain, whatnot, you know, go back check out that interview because it's uh it's it was a lot of fun probably probably in my top top ten list of interviews of all right we're gonna go through my top ten oh, here's list my top my, ten <laughs> list coming of all in time at number interviews. nine ah <laughs> uh, number nine probably John Five <laughs> John Five is always a good interview he's always yeah, funny he's yeah there's like a a level there's a few people I've interviewed multiple times where. There's like a level of of I want to break through like a barrier. Like I feel like there's a barrier up and I'm like, we could be best friends if you would just put this wall down because I right. think we have the similar sense of humor type thing. Sure. <laughs> but uh yeah, so John Five, uh, you know, not on my uh not on my I mean I'm he'd probably be top ten. I don't know. I, 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 let me see if I can figure out a couple on your top five. One of them has to be Max Cavalera. Yeah. He's definitely up there. I would think one of them is probably Rita. Uh, Rita was good. Yeah, she was fun. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, uh, Wes, Wes Borland. Yeah, that that's that's definitely top five. I'm trying to think of who else. Um, I don't know because then 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 it gets into where you started. Instead, Rob Rivera. Rob was always good. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is you you've you've done a bunch of. You've done a bunch of them that I know you you've been into. Yeah. You know, you're not I assembly think, line guy like me. <laughs> right. You'll just you hey hey Chris Hagen, will you interview this person? Yes, yes, I will. Oh, you're <laughs> yeah. How's tomorrow at two? <laughs> you know. The um you know, it's funny, and I'm sure you do the same thing too, is like sometimes, you know, you're you're so focused on the next episode or the next thing you don't really stop and take a look and, and uh, look back at what you've done. Oh so, yeah, yeah. You know, you look back and you're like, Holy shit. You know, I've had Phil and some one a couple of times mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, Max Cavalera, I think Max is five or six times and, you sure. know, things like that. It's just like when you're a kid listening to all these people growing up, you never think you're going to get these type of interviews. And the next thing you know, like, mm -hmm. like today, as dumb as this sounds, you know, like, um, 
uh, I'm emailing with Ricky Rackman, you know, and, okay. I, and, and, you know, to me, Ricky is, is, was the guy, you know, when oh, I was yeah. in high school that I watched Headbangers Ball religiously. And so it's right. just funny that, uh, that, you know, at some point in my life, you know, I'm right now I'm emailing back and forth with Ricky Rackman about, you know, getting an <laughs> interview set up. I'm like, what, what kind of life am I living here, man? This is crazy. Dude, it is. It's it's definitely, you know, I mean, and you know me, I have businesses now with some of these guys. Yeah. And it's like, how did this fucking happen? How am I in business <laughs> with, you know, with this guy or that guy? You know, you know, I was the dumb fan that was yelling at him, you know, hey, man, you know, and hoping they'd wave at me or whatever. Now it's like, all right, let's make some money. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you were like, man, I've got a podcast with the guy from Primer 55. This is crazy. <laughs> I have two podcasts with two band guys. I got one with you and I got one with Ferentino's from Steven Piercy's band. Right. You know, how's that happen? Yeah. You're, you're like the, um, I was thinking about the other day, you know, you, you definitely like to hang out with like the, uh, second, third, fourth guitarist and bass player. (laughs) I do. Look, you know, one of my best friends, Billy Morris. Yeah. (laughs) Third stringer and warrant, you know, (laughs) too funny. I definitely do. Well, man, we've got a lot to talk about, and uh, really? there's, there, there's there's some, news. There's, there's there's some big news in in our world, man. Like, uh, I was at work on Monday, and and it's it's peak season where I work. You know, I don't really talk too much about what I do, but like, I was just like in it on Monday, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, my phone just blows up. Right, and and I'm like, what is going on? And I finally like went outside and I looked at my phone, and it's like. What uh, first thing I see is is uh, Chris from Decibel Geek, and he's like, "What do you think of the new song?" I'm like, "The new who who put out a new song?" Right. And like I, I hit him with a couple of question marks, and then you know my friend Mike, who who's a big fan of the show, and you know used to co-host the show, and whatnot. He uh he hit me. I was like, "Metallica and Pantera tour, U.S. tour," and I'm like, "Bullshit," because he's you know he half the shit comes out of his mouth is bullshit anyway. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. And then I finally like opened up my phone and hit Facebook and. And I saw the announcement of a Metallica with Pantera opening stadium tour in 2023 and 2024. Yeah. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. And I was, I, I completely blown away. And just, just of all, of all, of all bands to tour, tour together, fucking Pantera and Metallica together is just, uh, you know, my, my teenage years wrapped up into one. Oh yeah. I hope you started saving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and what's funny is that I saw the dates and I was like, all right, cool. You know, this, that, and other thing. And then was it you that brought up that it's 2023 yeah. and 2024? So, yeah. so like tickets go on sale, uh, as we hear this, the general public will, will go and sell on Friday, mm-hmm. um, for a, a show that's basically two years away. Yeah. That's <laughs> a long time, man. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, you know, and, and the thing with like, we you know we've kind of talked about the Taylor Swift stuff and, and just Ticketmaster as a whole, just, just turning into a shit show. Right. I, I'm really nervous about, you know, what the, this whole thing is going to entail. And because if they're going to do this dynamic pricing stuff, I mean, do you want to go in early or do you want to wait? You know, like, I, I don't even know, like, the, like, how much is a ticket supposed to be? You know, that, that whole thing is, is it, yeah. is a ticket supposed to be 150? And if I log in immediately, 150, I, I'm just, where do I, you I'm, think you're going to be sitting I'm, in your car <laughs> on the, on the roof of the, uh, <laughs> of the stadium. I'm just, I'm just saying as a, as a ballpark number, you know? And so I, 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 I've yet to really buy tickets kind of in this dynamic pricing 
era. So yeah. Kinda, I, don't, I don't even know if like I might log in and see what they are and then just say, yeah, yeah nah. <laughs> Dude, I, I look, I, I'll, I've bought a couple of shows with the dynamic pricing. I'm going to tell yeah. you, get in early and don't feel bad if the ticket, first of all, these tickets, you know, especially the, this show here, it ain't like you're going to like six months are going to go by and these are going to go down. It's right. just not. I, th- these shows are going to sell out. Oh, yeah. I don't give a shit what they cost. And obviously when I tell you some of these prices, you ain't going to believe it, but. Well, I've but, got the packages set up here. So yeah, we'll, right. we'll go through that in a second. We'll go through it. But this one, you might as well get them early because, you know, if, if for nothing else, look, if you're going to these shows, like me and you both are. Yeah. Just accept that you're about to get ass raped because well, that's uh, what you it said, is. You've said multiple times on the show, you said, if it's $500, I'm paying it. So, and I'm, here it is. And it's $500. Yeah, I, I'm going to pay it. And it's, you know, it's Pantera and Metallica and Wolfie. And then obviously if you get the, I, I did, I did listen to the Lars interview on Howard Stern earlier. And he did say on that, that this ticket is for both shows. So that's pretty good. If it so, is for so both it, shows. So he did say it's one, one ticket, two shows so how many of those fucking five finger ice nine kill shows are going to be half full i'm i i could see that i i that that was one thing i had was are there going to be as many people there won't be as many people of the second show yeah if you've got the option can you transfer this ticket once you've used it the first time to someone else to probably not for the second show you know what i'm saying probably look would it so here here's the the thought I had with this and I know the posters kind of make it sound like the first night every night is Pantera and Wolfie and the second night is yeah five finger but what if they're not announcing that um I th- I've seen some I've seen some like local I I think Baco from Cobras and Fire posted his the Minneapolis show mm-hmm. and it does say like the date the first date is pan you know okay kind of kind of shows them split up that way. Yeah, because I, I know me. I don't give a shit if, if they're giving me 10 dates worth of tickets. I'm only going to the Pantera show. Yeah. Yeah, if, I, uh, I have no interest. Uh, nothing against Five Finger, and I really don't know a ton about Ice Nine right. Kills. I mean, I've heard them, but, yeah, you know, I have no interest in a second day in Chicago or Detroit to see that. Right. I don't even care if I see Metallica, quite <laughs> honestly. And, and, I mean, I love Metallica. I mean, my yeah. two favorite bands of all time, Metallica and Pantera. Yeah, and they're touring together in and stadiums. they're touring together, which is <laughs> fantastic. But I just don't. I've seen Metallica at this point so many times, and I'm well documented in saying how much I don't like Friend Talica, and <laughs> you know, to where I I would be fine to just see. I'll pay the five hundred dollars to see Pantera and go home. Right. Start the five hour drive back. All right, before we get into this tour, let's actually dive into this new song. Okay, um, yeah. The, the, you know, I, I, I got blew, I, you know, they, my phone blew up about the new song. Um, Lux Eterna. Yeah. Um, initial thought, what were, what was your initial thought of the, of the new track? Very much like it. Very old school. Very tuning wise. Very, you know, ride the lightning ma- or um, master, um, kill them all. Kill them all. Yeah. You know, it's just an old school. I like the fact that it's short. Yep. I like the fact that it's not eight and a half minutes where they're just trying to cram some things together. Um, production was good. Everything about it was good. I, you know, it's funny because I, I definitely see people on there that are already bitching. Yeah. See, man, they, they're just trying to sound, you know what? Stop bitching. 
They sound, it sounds like a good song. It would yeah. be a good song in any era of Metallica. Take it as that. Yeah. I've, tune. I've seen some, some naysayers like, Oh, Oh, finally they do a good song or, yeah, you know, Oh, I've, I've, you know, it's okay for Metallica, but nothing's good come out since, you know, justice and all this other nonsense. I'm like, I told you, I was like, if, if anybody hates this song, they just hate Metallica at this point. Yeah. If you're, if you are a Metallica fan from at any point, basically, and you hate this song, you just mm-hmm. hate Metallica at this yeah, point. You're just not a fan. And it's just, it's pretty, pretty lame to be that guy at this yeah. point. I mean, it's like, what do you want? Don't go to the fucking show. If you don't want to, <laughs> if you don't, if you hate Metallica that bad, then just don't go. But there, dude, there's definitely people out there. I, um, here, I'll read you. This, this is from the, uh, from Facebook, from okay. the Pantera tour 2023 group. Okay. And somebody posted today. Am I the only one who literally hates that they're going to tour up tour opening up for pant for metallica (laughs) i would watch pantera then leave although i've seen metallica five times the last three concerts were free tickets because god forbid you think he bought them which is this you no it's not (laughs) you just said you're like i'll go see pantera but i might leave after i might leave but i mean i i mean let's face it once i'm there i'm there yeah especially at five hundred dollars but you know (laughs) And they were, in fact, some of my favorite old songs ever, that being old Metallica. I can't stand to watch the entire crowd sing Seek and Destroy one more time. Why? When, yeah, I, well, he'll tell us. Okay, sorry. When I go to a show, I want the band to do the song with as little audience participation as possible. Wow. I want to hear uh, if I want to hear the local drunk sing, seek and destroy, I'll go to karaoke too much sing along shit for me and people enough with the, they shouldn't be playing anymore. Bullshit. It's Pantera and they fucking rock. If you don't (laughs) want to see Pantera head down to the bar and sing Sandman with your drunk buddies. Wow. And that's, that's on the day that they announced the tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God, man. Um, new album called 72 Seasons. Do you, you have any idea what that's re- referring yeah, to? Yeah, that's that's your um, 18 years of life, your formula, formulative years. Uh, all right. Yeah, that, oh. that's, in, that's in some fucking... Um, uh, you know, some philo- philosophy books and shit like that. They call it the 72 seasons of life. Uh, actually, as soon as I said that, it says speaking on the concept of the title, Hetfield says 72 seasons, the first 18 years of our lives that form our true or false selves. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, re- I remember that in some fucking <clears throat> college class. Oh. I knew what it was right away. <laughs> well, look at you, Mr. Smarty pants. Yeah. Well, not that smart. <laughs> Um, well, I guess that makes more sense of the album cover now. Yeah. I, what do you, what do you think of this yellow? I don't like the yellow. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the yellow, but then again, I hated the hardwired stuff and then I got used to it. So yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. That's basically, I guess I'll get used to this too, but yeah, the, uh, the, the, the little cover for the, uh, Luxie Turner, um, on like Spotify and whatnot, which is like mm-hmm. a person and like the M from the Metallica M is kind of the shadow. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Uh, yeah, dude, it's so funny when Metallica does anything, the world just stops. Yeah, I, I was trolling around last night, late, just 
you know, as I was trying to go to sleep, I was dicking around on my phone and I come across a, an article. I think it was like louder sound or something, somebody okay. big. Yeah. And it was, what does the broken guitar on the new Metallica cover symbol? And I'm like, my God, you guys really <laughs> the top 10 reasons that <laughs> it's like day one, it's day one. And you're already tearing down the cover and analyzing it. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> uh good friend of the show natalie from uh what is she with now um napalm napalm uh, yeah yeah she posted on the day the the metallica single came out she said every metal publicist not re representing metallica trying to get attention on a on an announcement of any sort today and it's like a <laughs> a, a smiley face like melting or whatever it's <laughs> like yeah. So, yeah yeah that dude i noticed that too it was like i if you go back and you look at blabbermouth there's like a lot of news yeah I don't remember not one story. There's like all kinds of videos being issued and all kinds of stuff going on. None of it matters yesterday. Yeah. Nothing else matters. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, the, uh, my take on Lux Eterna was, was it, it reminds me of, of maybe something they would have done on like garage days. It almost sounds like a, like a, like a cover of, you know, a diamond head cover or something like that. Just the production's a little bit, it's not as crisp and clean. It's, it's kind of dirty. It's, yeah. It's got the, it's got that garage days feel, which garage days is some of my favorite stuff that they've ever done. So sure. I'm definitely, I'm definitely hundred percent on board with that. It definitely reminds me of, of, of the early days, kill them all, ride the lightning era of the band. And mm -hmm. I was telling you on the phone the other day, it kind of, it almost sounded like that they did the, the Zazula tribute show. And they're like, you know, this, this style is actually pretty cool. Maybe we should write some stuff like this, but I guess I can't believe that, uh, Laura said that they've been working on this album for like a year and a half. And they did a, basically they did a video and an entire album booked an entire world tour stadium tour with Pantera yeah. and nothing. I didn't yeah. hear a single ounce. I didn't hear a peep. Out. I did not hear a peep. And that is stunning. You know, you, you and I both have people yeah. In this world that we know, yeah, even if that, it's off the record, you know, like, yeah, hey, off the record, don't say anything, but uh, Metallica is recording, you know, yeah. any of that stuff. The only thing that I had heard, uh, and, and I heard nothing about Metallica, but the only thing that I had heard because I, I kept asking, you know, people that I know in the Pantera world, yeah, was are they going to tour the states? And I kept getting universal com confirmation that yes, they are going to tour the states, right? I hope this isn't the only tour of the states. That's the yeah. whole, you know, and, and that, that leads to another question. Is Pantera going to do dates? I mean, there, there's not many dates. Yeah. There's only what, like 20 dates and it's over a two year period. Are they going to fill in the blank? Pan, you know, are they going to fill in the blanks or is this going to be how Pantera parses out so that Anthrax can do their touring right. and so that BLS can do their touring? I kind of want to look at the date. I mean, I haven't had a chance to really sit down with the dates and kind of look and see how they coincide with, with louder than life and things like that, because the, I, I wonder how like the radius clauses on these shows and stuff like that. Cause I'm assuming Metallica is like, yeah, Pantera, you can do these shows, but obviously they can't book, yeah. you know, shows around it, you, mm -hmm. you know, within so many months or, you know, within the year or whatnot right. of these cities. So, I mean, I, I think the closest the closest I think it's going to be here is St. Louis, which is about four and a half hours away. S Chicago's like five hours north. So, I mean, we're we're pretty far from from yeah. those places. So a lot of the life is probably on the table. See, that's um, I, I, I would think um, here, realistically here. Yeah. What is Rock on the Range called now? 
Sonic Temple. Sonic Temple is a real, real thought because the closest that they're for here, yeah, is Detroit and Chicago, right? And neither of those is anywhere close to Columbus. And God forbid they would actually come to Cleveland, but you know. <laughs> Hello, friends. Hello, friends. Friend Talica back once again. Our Talica family. Yeah. Who's that eight-year-old in the front row? Come on up here, son. <laughs> you can sing Creeping Death with me. Hey, man, when I go to a concert, I don't want to hear anybody but the band singing Sing right. and Destroy. Everybody wanna... sit down. <laughs> <laughs> What a weird thing to complain about on the internet, man. Like they, they, the I don't like sing-alongs at a concert. Yeah. If I wanted to hear a sing-along, I'll go to karaoke. Get, get over yourself, Well, then go to man. karaoke, because you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to say it. That's one of the best things about Metallica, and it always has been, Yeah, is that they demand that the fans participate. They don't ask it. They demand it. Yeah. And, and that has always been... You know, it's why... Any old head like me yeah. will tell you that Metallica is the best live band ever at one point. Anybody that saw them in the day will say that. And yeah. that's why, because everybody participated. It was an event. It wasn't just a concert. Could you imagine like the die part and, and creeping death? And they're just like, nobody sing along to this part. We're just going to sing die. You know? Everybody <laughs> quiet down. <laughs> Stop the song midway. Hey, why are you singing? Sit down and shut up. Jim over in section 203 says, you guys should all be quiet. So everyone yeah. be quiet. <laughs> no more talking. No, no singing. No fun. <laughs> A drunk guy singing in the same man. Stop it. Leave. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> uh, set list wise on this tour. Do you think that since day one is kind of, of, of Pantera and Wolfie, which is, you know, got the Van Halen connection. That's probably more of the older fans, obviously five finger and uh, uh, ice nine kills newer fans. And they're not going to, they're not doing a, a repeat. Do you think they're going to curtail like maybe an older set first night and newer, you know, like the load reload, you know, death magnetic stuff, you know, uh, second night. Nope. <laughs> right. Don't say I, I doubt they're that, you know, I know they're a very planned out band, but they're not that planned out. Lars generally writes the set list the day of show. Right. So he probably will spend that week crafting the two set lists and that'll be it. I'll bet, I'll bet you he has no idea what he's going to play other than he's not going to play. He's not going to play, you know, the same songs twice. Yeah. The first Pantera show is coming up quick. Yeah. It's like December, three days, right? Yeah. December 2nd. What is, what is that this weekend? Yeah. Jeez. So we'll see. So we'll see video soon. Yeah. Like, which will make us more, more, even more willing to spend these re ridiculous <laughs> prices for these or, tickets or, or not at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> like, actually, you know what? I think I, I'll remember Pantera the way I remember them as a kid. Yeah, dude, that is not going to happen. You uh, look, I, I'm going to make a bold statement here right now. Yeah. They're going to sound amazing. That's gonna a bold sound, statement. They're going to sound amazing. It's going to, it's going to be, we're going to watch these videos and we are going to be reaching for our wallet as we watch the videos to buy tickets. I guarantee you because so, we're, we're Pantera heads. So Phil's voice hasn't been that great lately. Like it's been okay. Like mm -hmm. the down stuff, he sounded really good, but when he was doing the illegal stuff, it was kind of hit or miss. Would, would you think that Phil would ever do tracks? No. Or sing to sing two tracks or like absolutely, with tracks. Absolutely not. Phil. All of, yeah. Hey, I'm just throwing it no out there. Way. I mean, this is a big, this is, 
this is a big deal. Like this is stadiums and you know, this isn't opening the, the Slayer, the final Slayer tour. This is Metallica stadiums. Like this is a big deal. Yeah. No way they're using tracks. That's, that is so against what Phil stands for. There's no way. And, and I mean, the other thing too, with Phil, he has been off the road a while. Yeah. You know, he's been off the road. What? Two years, three years. Uh, no, I mean they because of COVID. Think, yeah. Well, down did shows. Did a few shows. Yeah, I'm not, like all, he hasn't been 50. on the road, road, right? I yeah, I mean that. they did a few shows. He's been sitting home, just you know, getting him, getting himself in shape. I've seen pictures of him. He looks a lot smaller, hmm. like like he lost a good amount of weight. So he's he's been getting himself in shape. And let's be honest, this this schedule for him not that grueling, right? You know, I mean it's it's what ten weekends. Oh, yeah, the Metallica shows, yeah. Yeah, and, and if they're the, not going to fill in, if they're not going to fill in otherwise, if if all he has to do is these, you know, 10 shows in 2023, he could sound pretty good. Yeah, they've got um, December 2nd, 6th, 9th, 11th, 12th, 15th, 18th. They've got days off in between. Yeah, the, you know, that's sure. a spizzy schedule, but the Metallica schedule yeah. is not. Right, and that's where we're trying to figure out if they're going to... Uh, you know, kind of fill in dates here and there. Yeah. I don't think they're going. I, I honestly do not think other than the see, here's, here's the thing with the festivals do. I don't think that I, I truthfully don't think they're going to do the festivals. Really? Why would they? The payday, I'm assuming the payday is not going to be as good. They're doing stadiums all by themselves. Why in well, the hell do they want to split the pot with 60 other bands? <laughs> right. Honestly, why would they? I mean, they're going to make less. There's no possible way. I know Danny Wimmer has a has a shit ton of money, but there is no possible way he could pay Metallica what they're making on their own with four openers. Oh, no, I thought you were saying. No, I, I'm talking Pantera, not, oh, not yeah. Metallica. Metallica yeah, well, did Pantera, the, Pantera might, but yeah. No, Metallica yeah. did the Danny Wimmer Fest what, yeah. two years ago. That's what I mean. They're, there's no way they're doing it now. Yeah. They're, yeah, Pantera could. I, I mean, Pantera could. I don't know, though, man. I honestly, the, the more I'm looking at how this is structured and seeing seeing how these guys, you know, another piece that's just still annoying me is that nobody has talked about it yet, and they're getting ready to play shows. I mean, we're seeing the, we see, what, one interview with Charlie, one interview with Rex, no official announcement. I don't think they're taking this as anything more than what what we're seeing. I don't think they're taking it as Pantera is back and we're going to be out on the road for, you know, full time. I think it's a part time thing to tributize yeah. the the music and the band. I'm really, I mean, just just by and again, I could be dead dead wrong on this. But any other thing that we've ever seen like this comes with a lot of pomp and circumstance. And this has had none. The Pantera stuff. You know, just none. There's, there's 35 dates on the books for the next two years. Yeah, that's not much. Yeah. But you don't think that that's weird that there's not even been not even been a press release yeah, I mean the 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 only thing they've been doing lately is a little video stuff here and there, and and they you know they they posted photos from you know practice the other day, yeah. rehearsal. So that the and I think Rex finally came out and posted something like you know this is going to be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but I'm I'm just stunned 
Because isn't Doc McGee or somebody involved in this? Yeah, it's the... It sounds like McGee management or whatever. And and nothing. No announcement. No. Unless they're going to announce something big in January, which is the only thing I could think is that maybe they're not allowed to announce anything until these Metallica tickets are on sale. Right. Which could be like that, you know, do the Christmas rush for Metallica. And then in January, they'll announce a Pantera run. You're right. That's the only thing I could think of, but I, I'm just pretty astounded that they're going to go into playing shows without anything being announced. This was, uh, yeah, his, his Rex Brown official Instagram. Get ready, folks. This is going to be one hell of a ride and then some. This was the start of the ZW sessions that grew into a monster. Five days till Mexico City, bolt in. That's that's all we get. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Thanks, Rex. Thanks, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's look at some of these uh, ticket prices. From, right. uh, from This is from Metallica. These are the Metallica Enhanced Experiences. Okay. Um, so I will I will tell you uh, what you get, and you tell me what you think the price is. Okay. This is the Seek and Destroy Reserved Package. Okay. You get one premium reserved seat in the lower bowl for both shows in the same city. One limited edition Metallica merchandise item express lane at the designated merchandise stand and on-site perks such as pri- uh, priority check-in dedicated support staff and a fast track lane in the venue that's it that's all you get you get a t-shirt and a ticket you get a ticket a t-shirt and then you get a, a fast pass uh, yeah, you don't have to stand in line and if you want to buy more merch yeah. you don't have to stand in line and then you get priority check-in, designated support staff, and a fast track lane into the venue. All right, and it's for two nights. This is two nights, one ticket. I'm gonna say that's five hundred. Uh, this is five eighteen to six ninety eight. So I oh. guess depending on what city you're in, I guess is. Oh my god! So that's your that's the seek and destroy reserved package. <laughs> so to get a free T-shirt, it's six hundred bucks. Nothing free about that. All right, the frantic early entry package. Um, this is one general admission floor ticket with early entry for both shows in the same city. One limited edition merchandise item, Metallica merchandise item. One complimentary beverage prior to public doors. Priority merchandise shopping prior to public doors. On-site perks such as priority check-in, dedicated support staff, and a fast track lane into the venue. Uh, and rem- this one is actually cheaper. Get everyone. This is a general admission right. ticket, but you get in before everybody else, and you get to have a beer before the doors open. Wow, four twenty-five, four fourteen to five ninety-eight. So nice. Yeah, you're in. You're in the ballpark there. All right, but you can't sit down. No, no, no. You got to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stand with your beer. Uh, the one enhanced experience. All right, so this is one premium reserved seat in the f- in the first few rows of the lower bowl for both shows in the same city. Okay. You get to party with other Metallica fans both nights at the official Black Box pre-show lounge, which includes three complimentary beverages as well as appetizers and bar snacks. Oh, boy. One limited edition Metallica merchandise item, 
one MP3 download of the live audio from both shows, express lane at a designated merch stand, and on-site perks such as priority check-in, dedicated support staff, and a fast-track lane into the venue. Oh, boy. Three beers. So you get three beers. You get to hang out with uh, Metallica fans prior to the show opening. You get appetizers and bar snacks. Uh, MP3 download of both nights, Metallica merchandise item, and one premium reserve seat for the first few rows of the lower bowl for both shows. Well, hmm. I wonder why I can't party with the Metallica fans at any of these other spots and the other these no, other ticket get, no. prices. <laughs> you stand outside. Um, seven fifty. This one is eight thirty to oh. one thousand ninety-eight. Oh my god! Per per t- per person. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, We've got two more packages. Okay. The Moth into Flame Snake Pit Experience. Now, I actually have done the Snake Pit experience back in the Black Era, which was how, awesome. I ain't gonna how, lie, it is awesome. How much was that ticket? Do you remember? Uh, it was not. It wasn't cheap for the time, so it was probably like seventy five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, "What the hell, seventy five dollars?" I really was. I really, really was. <laughs> All right. So the Moth into Flame Snake Pit experience. One ticket to the Snake Pit, an exclusive standing section located in the middle of the stage for both shows in the same city. Party with other Metallic fans both nights at the official Black Box pre-show lounge, which includes three complimentary beverages as well as appetizers and bar snacks, one limited edition Metallica merchandise item, one MP3 download of the uh, live audio from both shows, express lane at the designated merch stand, and on-site perks such as priority check-in, dedicated support staff, and a fast-track lane into the venue. Wow, but you're on the stage, and and that is such a fucking awesome experience. Twelve hundred dollars. This one is one thousand thirty-eight to one thousand three hundred and ninety-eight dollars. So right in there, yeah. Twelve hundred dollars. God per, damn it! Per ticket. That is a lot of web work for me. All right, and here you go. This is the nothing else matters snake pit experience. Are you ready? <laughs> All right. This is going to take a minute. This is, this is a lot of stuff. All right. <clears throat> One backstage pass meet and greet experience with two members of the band. Whoa. Which includes a photo taken by the So tour. that would be Robert and Kirk, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> which includes a photo taken by the tour photographer and a group conversation with members of the band. Oh, well, wait a minute. Stop right. So you don't even get to take your own picture? Yeah, you get like the... Where they you post get a all the photos. Stub? Yeah. yeah they, they post all the photos on the website for you to check out later. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I love that it's with two members of the band, which is like Rob and like Ron McGovney's coming out to hang out with everybody. Well, dude, it, it's the two that always do it. It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be Kirk and and Rob. One production tour led by a Metallica crew member and on stage group photo. So I guess everybody that does that gets a gets to go on stage in photo. Okay. One ticket to the Snake Pit, an exclusive standing section located in the middle of the stage for both shows in the same city. Okay. Party you get to party with other Metallica fans both nights wow. at the official Black Box pre-show lounge, which includes three complimentary beverages as well as appetizers and bar snacks. 
You think this is like full size beers? Like what do you, what do you think they're like the <laughs> shot <beers>? glasses? <laughs> Thimbles. <laughs> Three compliments. I mean, it has to be like maybe a bottle of beer. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be like thirty six ounce beers, <laughs> you know. They're not giving you the uh you know the Cleveland Brown souvenir no. beer cup or anything like that. Well they probably will. They'll probably come in some fucking Metallica black cup or something. Uh Two limited edition show specific posters. Well, one autographed set list featuring all of the songs played at both of the shows. All right. That means the band has to do something for this one. This is going to be expensive. One commemorative city specific concert ticket. One limited edition Metallica merchandise item. One MP3 download of the live video from both shows. They should have called this the one package. <laughs> Express lane at the designated merch stand and on-site perks such as priority check-in, dedicated support staff, and a fast track lane into the venue. Uh, there's some asterisks here. Band member participation will vary by show and is not announced prior to the event. Only one meet and greet per weekend package purchased. And then only one backstage tour per weekend package purchased. And per weekend package purchased. Oh, that's the uh, show specific posters. Right. Okay. So you get all of that. Um, okay. How much do you think a, a Metallica meet and greet with two random Metallica members and all the goodies you get? And a signed set list. Sign set list. Uh, get to take a picture on the stage. Yeah. Um, limited edition posters. Um, concert, you know, specific concert ticket, all that good stuff for a, an easy. How much? Will they accept my car and trade? Um, your car <laughs> maybe. Good shape. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say three thousand dollars. This package will run you three thousand two hundred and twenty-two dollars, <laughs> up to four thousand three hundred and ninety-eight dollars. How do they look themselves in the mirror and not just <laughs> know that they're fucking their fans this way? Um, this is totally fucking their fans. Three thousand dollars, fourth, almost forty-five hundred dollars. Come on, that's <laughs> robbery, man. I know it's you know if people want to spend it, that's fine. But does Metallica? Well, I guess they probably do. They're rich guys too. They want to fucking hang out with lawyers and financial guys i guess because that's the only people that are going to be able to afford this shit i mean i i, I was thinking about it when i saw some of the prices earlier and i was looking at it and i was i was thinking i mean th this is the type of stuff that you know if you put it on sale people are going to buy it you know mm -hmm. this isn't for me and this isn't for you this is for the doctors and the lawyers yeah and the, you know the dudes that grew up listening to metallica and then have become extremely successful for themselves right and they've got that you know disposable income to where you know, if they want to pay $4,500 and get a photo with Rob Trujillo, you know, uh, you know that to them, that's either chump change and priceless. You know what I'm saying? At the same mm -hmm. time, because they're going to, that'll be their Facebook, you know, uh, photo for the long time. And every year they get to post it on their memories and all this other nonsense. So it's, it's, um, you know, you know, this is that just that whole thing of, you know, what is it? basically the biggest package is $4,400. Yeah. And if you've got that kind of scratch laying around and you want to go and have a good time at the Metallica show, which is probably the, one of the only concerts you're going to go to all year because mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't listen to, you know, you don't listen to the, the whatever's coming through the, the local venues. Right. You know, th this is a, this is a big night out, man. But I'll tell you what it does is it fucks everybody else for, 
you know, for the summer really, or for, for whatever, for whatever couple of months they come through your town. Yeah. You know, anybody else coming, if you go to, um, I'm looking right now at the Arlington, Texas. Okay. And it's August 18th and 20th of 2023. By the way, that's in that uh, Dimebag's birthday. Somebody posted that the yeah. other day. Yeah, so they're playing so, yeah. Arlington on Dimebag's birthday. Yeah. So if you go to that show, if any band that tries to play in that, in that, in that area is just yeah. screwed because everybody that's a metal fan is going to the Metallica show. You might as well not go to Arlington for three months. <laughs> you might as well close it because right. I'm being serious. I mean, you know, Pantera playing in, in Arlington in a stadium and you're, I don't know, whatever band and you're, you know, falling into reverse, you know, are you going to, are you going to be able to sell your venue? I don't think so. Cause nobody's going to have any money left. Right. You know, but whew, yeah, these tickets are definitely pricey. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see when they start actually popping up tomorrow. What, what were the, uh, the tickets you saw that you saw? On, like, well, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at Arlington. Um, it basically goes the, the furthest away is the 400s section 400s. And I'll, I'll click through and go down, go down the toward the field. <laughs> right. So the 400s, the cheapest ticket for the 400s, section 433, row 23. That's probably near the top. <laughs> right. 266 a ticket. Wow. And that's pretty far away. I mean, even looking at, at this screen, it's far away. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So then there's the, the 300s. Let's click the 300s. Oh. <laughs> it definitely jumps up into the 300s the 300s seat three section c311 row 16 1138 each god so now yeah. let's go down further to the c100s 1365 uh section 100s oh section 100 on the end, it's like on the end, so you're okay. like kind of side stage, I guess. I mean, it's in the round, so I guess yeah. it really is no side stage. But on the side is five forty six each. the The general admission goes from six forty eight to thirteen twenty, and then Let's the see. the pit snake pit. Do you want just a snake pit ticket without the uh, without all this? Now, again, this is StubHub, I think. Yeah, yeah StubHub. So these are probably inflated, but maybe not. Um, lowest ticket seventy three hundred dollars. Well, see, that's the thing. If you if you're gonna do that, you might as well, might as well, get well buy the, the package through Metallica. <laughs> you might as well get the nothing else snake pit experience yeah. for forty five, you know, four hundred or forty five hundred dollars. Yeah, but <clears throat> whew. and it goes up. Wow. Section the, the highest price in the snake pit. Want to take okay. a guess? Take a guess. Um, thirteen thousand dollars. That's thirteen eight. <laughs> <laughs> Were you already pricing that one for you and Melissa? Yeah, yeah. You know, get that uh, you know, slip knot money coming in, right? The not fest money. <laughs> <laughs> That's that not fest money. <laughs> if we do this podcast another what thirty years, <laughs> and you can go to that, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I, I like. Basically, my phone blows up, and I'm I'm telling her, you know, 
was like, Hey, Pantera is opening for Metallica. And she's like, we're going right. And I'm like, yeah. And then I get home from work that day and I'm like, you do realize that these tickets are going to be like ridiculously, insanely expensive. Like mm-hmm. this is a thousand dollar ticket, like for the both of us at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely, I might sit in section four twelve or whatever for yeah. the two sixty six. Two sixty six at least get you in the door, and you can at least say you saw it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and they, you know, hey, they got big screens there, you know. So mm-hmm. it's at a certain point, you know, how close do you really need to be? I am not going to lie. I will definitely be calling both my contacts with Pantera and my contacts with Wolfie. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, well, I mean, you know, I, I've thought about it. I was like, do I really want to hit up? Q prime from when I did that interview for the black, you know, the, for the box set or whatever, because yes. the interview with Jason Newstead was for, for Metallica through Q prime. So yeah. I might just hit him up and be like, Hey man, <laughs> yeah, dude, you might as well look where she can get is a no. Right. And yeah, which is, you know, basically when we're talking yeah. about this kind of pricing. Yeah. It's worth the no to maybe get the yes. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, at, least, at least hit him up and be like, Hey, you know, would you like me to do anything, any coverage for the, for yeah. the stadium tour? They, you know, yeah. You, you, know, you know what the unfortunate thing is, is even if you get a yes though, it's going to be for one ticket. Hey, at least Melissa can set up in the 200 yeah. section with the 200, <laughs> $260 tickets and I'll text her and how about how I'm having a good time down at the floor. At I'm in the pit. snake pit, babe. <laughs> do you see me? <laughs> I'll turn around and wave to her. Yeah. I know you're sitting behind a pole, but you know. Right. <laughs> Let me tell you, baby, it is awesome down here. It's great uh, down here. Maybe I we'll do like- that. Maybe I could do that. Maybe for the for the Pantera Day, I'll do the Snake Pit. She can sit up top, and there then for go. Five Finger Day, I'll let her go to the Snake Pit. I'll there go you to go. The top and then, Perfect. You know. <laughs> Dude, why don't oh. you call up Chris Kale? Uh, you know, I probably will. I'm gonna say I, I don't. That's that's this is one where you if you have a hookup, you gotta use it. Right. It's too expensive not to. Yeah, these ticket prices are crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's nuts, man. But, well, I guess <laughs> if you want to see Metallica, I guess that's, this is the way it is now. Right. You know. Yeah, Metallica. I, I, it's just, it's Metallica and Pantera. It's, I know. It's like, like, literally. It's like, the dream show. Like, the first show I ever saw was Cannibal Corpse. We've talked about that, like, in a, mm-hmm. in a small club. The next show I saw was... It was either Pantera or Metallica at the the amphitheater, and then it was, you know, it was Pantera then Metallica or Metallica then Pantera. I have to look at the dates. They're like two weeks apart, and in, in the summer of '94 at the amphitheater. Yeah. And so, like, you know, just put that together, and and and, I, and I'm all in. Dude, the only way this could be better is if Vin and Dime were still alive. It's the only oh, way. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, this I is mean, the t- this is the tour we've been waiting for since the '90s. <laughs> Yeah, really, it is since vulgar display of power. This is the tour we've been waiting for. Yeah, I, I, yeah. If, oh God, if Vinny and Dime were here for this, oh, it was Vinny and Dimer. These prices would all be doubled, <laughs> and then it would definitely be you know taking out the uh, second mortgage on the house and yeah. Like that. Dude, it's it's very pricey. You know, the worst part is all you know these tickets are pricey enough. Now you got to worry about hotels and everything else. Like not for like a single day either. Yeah. You know, like the the Arlington show, it's on the 18th and the 20th. Yeah, everything's two days apart. There's a day off in yeah. between, which I mean, I think is is somewhat smart on the Metallica camp. I was thinking about that today. You know, I mean, they get to basically set up their stage and then do two shows. Mm-hmm. 
which is which is you know amazing that yeah that's great for them it's another 500 bucks for me and you minimum I, I will say that, and and not that they were having trouble ticket sales wise, but I don't I don't remember the the like the Metallica Avenged Sevenfold Stadium tour a couple of years ago just being this massive sellout to where they needed to do that that two days in a, in a stadium is, is worth it. Is is Pantera and, and Five Finger Death Punch worth that much more that they can do two dates at a stadium? Pantera is yeah. Five Finger? No. I'm surprised Five Finger's on this because why wouldn't they just go do their own tour? Um, I guess because I'm sure I'm sure it's one of those things where Metallica calls you say yes no matter what. Yeah. And, you know, you and I have talked about this tons of times on here. And as much as people may love or hate Five Finger, like I've seen them a ton because of my friendship with Chris. Mm-hmm. And every time I go, I'm just I'm blown away. They, you know, they play the arena here, they play sure. the amphitheater, you know, and you turn around and it's and it's completely sold out, you know, 18, 20,000 people. It's crazy every time I go see them how how big they really are. Yeah, I know. It, it, I mean, they're a big band. That's why I was a little surprised to see them on this right as a defined opener. Yeah. Cuz I would I would have thought that they're just not you know, they're not an old band where yeah. I, I'll be honest. I'm surprised to see Pantera opening so many different things. You right. know, they're opening festival, like they're opening for Judas Priest and at some fest like Sweden rock or somewhere yeah. and, and stuff. And I'm just, I'm like, Pantera hasn't played in 20 years. You know, they should be the headliner. I'm surprised they're not the headliner, especially over like Judas Priest, who's always on the road. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that type of stuff, I was thinking that maybe they were just kind of testing the waters because even with the one that dragging one, uh, the waters, nah, uh, the one um, Pantera, the one Pantera headlining show where they it was like a 7,500 cap theater right. in Chile or wherever they were at, and they sold it out within seconds. And then they're like, oh shit, I guess we're going to put this in the arena and then we're going right. to add Sepultura to the date. Like, I, I think they're, I think they're really dipping their toes into this mm-hmm. <clears throat> and really not trying to come out like, you know, Pantera full on arena headline tour. Yeah. You know, they're, they're really like trying to see what the, I, you know, the, what the market is for them. I think they're going to find out the market is pretty big for them. <laughs> if it doesn't sound bad, like that's the it's only going to be good. Yeah. Come on. Do you really, do you have any, any true worries that it's not going to sound good? I worry about Phil. Like that's my only worry. Like I think the music musically it's going to be fine. Right. I think the vocally that's what I'm worried about because you know there there was many a night on that on those uh illegal shows where where Phil just wasn't wasn't the best. So sure. we'll see we'll see when you add you know an actual you know, live show around him to see what happens. See, see if it ups the game of everything around him. But I mean, his, his voice was struggling there for a little bit. Yeah. But you have to take into account, <laughs> into account though. They were playing every night. Yeah. I sure. mean, that's the other thing. I mean, the illegals, they're, they're one of those bands that does like 30 shows in 34 days or whatever. You know, they're playing every day. Phil has weeks in between these shows, right? He should be I, fine. Should be. We'll see. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the graphic for this for this episode is just going to Metallica, Pantera, Metallica, Pantera, Metallica. Right. <laughs> it's it's not even going to be anything anything yeah. clever, man. Yeah. We're um, just talk about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do actually have a couple of recommendations this week, so let's let's dive into those, and then we'll get out of here, man. Okay. Um, I have um, let's see, 
TV wise, the only thing I've been watching that's new is um, the show on CBS going okay. to network television for a minute. Wow. It's a show called East New York. Okay. Which is, um, they advertise it as a Jimmy Smith's thing. So you're thinking right. NYPD Blue or something. It's a cop show. Right. But Jimmy Smith's is barely in it. Nice. But it's it's really, really strong. I, I'm surprised at how strong it actually is. So it's, it's if you liked NYPD Blue and shows like that, it's it's right in that kind of wheelhouse. So that's a that's a really, really good show for for um CBS. So East New York is a good one, as well as I've been all over the the Yellowstone since it started back up. It's nice fucking fucking been great. And um Musically, the only new thing I listened to all week was um, an album called The Blood of Creation by a band called Iron Kingdom. It's your classic Dungeons and Dragons Dio metal. And <laughs> it is, if you like Dio type metal, you'll like it. So Iron Iron Kingdom, uh, The Blood of Creation is the name of the album. Go listen to it. Nice. Um, seeing if I've been listening to anything musically, there's a new... Uh, new story of the year is pretty good. Um, obviously friends of the show and, and you know, not just because we had Mike Mushak on the show, but, uh, the new saints and Sonia stuff is actually pretty cool. That too. is a good record. <clears throat> and what the, so the stuff that's out, go check that out. Um, I'm going to name off some stuff and tell me if you've, if, if you've seen this stuff and I'm going to okay. there's a, there's a through line to this, um, to, to all of these. Okay. Uh, did you ever see the movie big fan? No. Um, it was a, it was Patton Oswald. The, 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 the movie's actually really, really good. I, I do recommend seeing it. Uh, Patton Oswald plays a big Philadelphia Eagles fan and okay. he gets, he gets the shit kicked out of him by his favorite player on the Eagles. Nice. And so, and so it's like this, this weird juxtaposition of, do I go tell anyone because it's going to fuck up my team? You know, okay. it's, it's like if you <laughs> right. if you went out and and you know Jadavian Clowney beat the shit out of you, you know, do you go and say anything because it could hurt the Brown season kind of thing? So, um, yeah, so this movie called Big Fan, okay, uh, you know, pretty it's it's a it's a cool movie. It's kind of a dark, you know, dark. Uh, I wouldn't say comedy. Patton Oswalt plays actually a pretty good uh, uh, straight guy in it, but yeah, it's 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 good good um, premise behind it. Okay, mm-hmm. so the movie Big Fan, you've seen the wrestler. I've seen the wrestler. Yes. <clears throat> did you watch the founder, the Ray Kroc movie? Oh, yes, I did. Okay. With, um, um, with Batman. Yep. Uh, we obviously saw Pam and Tommy. Yes. All right. So the same guy wrote all of those sh- movies and shows. Really? Banana. Like I was just like, are you got you got to be kidding me? This is a guy named Robert Siegel. Um, okay. <clears throat> yeah. I was listening to him. He was on Mark Maron the other day. It was one of those, just like I randomly listened to Mark Maron. I ran okay. out of stuff to listen to. And he was talking about how he wrote the big fan and the wrestler and the founder and Pam and Tommy. And then he was writing the series that I'm watching now called welcome to Chippendales. Um, I'm watching it on Hulu. Yeah. 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 I've been watching that. So too. that guy wrote that too. Like he wrote. Oh, no kidding. Stuff. Wow. Um, so yeah, Kumal Nanjiani or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, he basically plays the founder of Chippendales, which yeah, I, you know, you don't know the backstory of things like that. That's just a weird, you know, thing. And, uh, you know, it's got some, some sex and some, some lies and some murder and everything else. It's a, there's a lot of stuff going on in this, uh, in this series, man. Yeah. There, that, that's a, I watched a documentary over the summer on Chippendales and I had yeah. no idea of, you know, dude, it, more and more I'm discovering anything that's perceived as good is really just 
damn near evil. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, the Chippendales, I, I remember when that got popular in the 80s because yeah. I'm old. And, um, <laughs> and, and I mean, it was all, you know, you know it was kind of like that cheeky fun. It wasn't really perceived as, as dirty as right. I think some people did, but I think, you know, because it was on like Donahue and all the shit yeah. that the wives were watching that it was kind of like cheeky fun and guys didn't like, at least my dad didn't give a shit about it, but man, watching this show and just watching, you know, the murder and the way these guys are absolute scumbags. And I guess, <laughs> I guess that shouldn't be that surprising that guys yeah. in the porn world are scummy, but, right. but you know, it, yeah, it's, it's a great show. I will yeah. say that, that, that welcome to Chippendales is excellent. Yeah, it's it's very well done, and um, you know it's funny, man. When you when you really like learn these stories behind certain people, because I, I ended up listening to another uh, podcast with Kumail on it, and he um, he was on that that David Spade and Dana Carvey Saturday Night Live podcast. I guess he um, I guess the tie in there was he hosted one time, and and I guess he had done some maybe some writing on SNL at one point. So they kind of I guess they weaseled him in so they could talk about this show. But just how, how when you think of these people, and even I guess some of our favorite musicians are probably the same way, you think that there's this big giant machine behind everything going mm-hmm. on, and and Kamel just just you know toughed it out in the clubs, and then you yeah. know kind of kind of one thing led to another, and you know he, he kind of he even kind of touched on you know how I guess the, the inclusivity of of everything now kind of helped him out a little bit too, and mm-hmm. you know and. and they, you know, David Spade was making fun of himself saying, you know, basically every time he would try to go in anywhere, like we've already got five, you know, white blonde kids. You know? right. <laughs> like, we don't need it. So, but, but Kumail, uh, Kumail's story was pretty cool. Uh, I did, and you know, he moved here from India to Iowa, you know, wow. and shit like, and like kind of, kind of, kind of lived in Iowa for a while and uh, stuff. So yeah, if you, if you go and check that interview out, that's fun. And he's actually, it's one of those interviews where, Actually, Mike Mushak did it to me, where Mike started interviewing me. I don't know if he caught that when yeah, he, started yeah, yeah. Asking, he started asking. He's like, "What did you think of your first show back in a while? Did you did you have trouble learning the songs and things like that?" Like, he started mm-hmm. asking me questions, and Kamel was doing that with Dana and, and David Spade. Like, nice. You know, oh, what did you? When did you think of the church lady? And you know, just kind of hitting them with questions too. It, it <laughs> nice. was a fun interview, but uh, that's cool. Yeah, man, that Welcome to Chippendales is is really really good. It is good. Agree. Lots of lots of sex, lots of drugs, lots of uh, you know, lots of shit. Lots going of on. filth. Lots, lots of, of filth. filth. <laughs> and then obviously the other thing we've been watching is Wednesday, uh, the uh, the Wednesday Adams, the Adams family. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The news that is awesome. Like it looks, yeah. it, it is very well. Obviously, it's Tim Burton. It mm-hmm. looks cool. Um, the what's it on? I I have not watched. It. I haven't uh, even seen a commercial Netflix. for it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Netflix? Okay. Yeah. Um, Christina Ricci plays a. Uh, um, I guess she's like the how basically the story is 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 they send Wednesday to a um kind of like a boarding school for misfits and okay you know, witches and all this stuff. And I guess uh Christina Ricci pops up here and there as a uh, uh nice. house house mother or something like that. She's aged very well. Yeah. I had a th- <laughs> I had a I had a thing for her back in the day. Well, I think everybody did. Uh, so. I mean, she may have had the five head, but she's she's a <laughs> she's a good looking girl. I think in this one she's got some bangs or something, so you don't really see the five head. But she does have a huge forehead, though. What was that black snake moan or whatever that was called? With the that that movie is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
but yeah so so yeah so wednesday on uh on uh netflix and then obviously okay. uh welcome to chippendales on hulu both both are, are have been a a fun watch there's a few that's other fun. things we've been watching too but that's the only, that's the main thing i'm gonna have to fire up netflix i haven't looked at netflix in probably a month and a half so <laughs> i need to get in there i've been stuck on i've been stuck on paramount plus i just constantly watching different movies and stuff on like, like I watched that movie smile on Paramount plus. Oh, nice. that's pretty yeah. good too. Another one that I, I was surprised. I mean, it was like a cheeky eighties horror movie. Yeah. But it was well done. It wasn't like bad. It was, it was cheeky in the best way possible. And it is, it was truly amazing to me how much they could scare you just by making people smile wickedly. Cause this shit was creepy as hell. <laughs> I was editing something well, two weeks ago, whenever, when you and, uh, when you and Eric were talking about that movie. Yeah. And it was funny. Cause after I, after you, uh, I guess I had my phone open or something. Cause like right after that, I was looking, I was scrolling through my phone on Facebook and I kept getting smile targeted ads. I was like, Jesus Christ, stop listening to everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stop it. YouTube. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> That's funny. Well, man, this has been a fun one, man. Uh, you know, like like I said, man, the Metallica Pantera touring together, just, yeah. like just take my money, like <laughs> just yeah. take all of it at this point. Yep, I, I'm going next week to get a mortgage on my house so I can go and sit in the snake pit. I, you know, yeah, you, you can go to the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, so, isn't that in Cleveland? That is, and yeah, so so maybe, is it Rocket Mortgage from maybe in Cleveland? Is that what the tie-in there? I don't know. I, 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 don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, I have no, dude, I don't pay no attention to local. It's because Dan Gilbert is here and he owns um, Quicken Loans. That's what it is. Cool. Nice. Um, I guess quickly before we get out of here, man, what's the uh, hype around Deshaun Watson coming to uh, playing this weekend? A lot of jerking off. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, you were yeah, the, the fans. Yeah. Yeah. For me and the fans, you know, I, there's no real. Honestly, the Browns are in such bad shape. Nobody's that excited. I, I'm, I'm actually, and this is going to sound like a really anti-fan thing to say. Yeah, I'm glad they're sort of out of it because now this dude can shake the rust off without any real pressure. Yeah, you know, and he can get used to just being booed mercilessly. <laughs> you know, because he's going to get to and, and go and starting in in Houston, he is going to get destroyed in Houston. Yeah. But, um, you know, for me, it's like, okay, well, let him shake the rust off where it doesn't mean anything. And let's come back next year, you know, ready to go and, you know, not rusty. So, you know, there's still some of the sports talk dummies in this town. They're still talking, well, if they run the table, I'm like, yeah, how many are you, fucking, are you, what, four and seven? Four and seven. I, how, I mean, if you do run the table, I mean, you yeah. win six games, you guys will, that, that I think that'll probably be a wild card. Yeah, do, how many how many NFL teams win six in a row? Well, the team we're playing this weekend has. So, <laughs> who are you playing? Who you got? This we week? have the Eagles this weekend. So, okay, but they yeah. only got to eight, and then they lost. Well, that's eight. You know, you can you can yeah, win. No, but but they didn't <laughs> have any distractions. Nah, they didn't have players wrecking their cars and other ones getting hand jobs and in, in <laughs> you know massage parlors and everything yeah. else. No, it's uh. Yeah, I, I honestly I think the Titans will end um, ten and seven. We're we're seven and four right now. I think we'll go ten and seven. Still win the South. 
and then probably get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. That's why that's my prediction. They, why do you think they're going to lose that much on the way out? Is there they got a tough schedule? Uh, just it's either ten and seven, eleven and what is it, eleven and six 11 now? And six, yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of like. I mean, we still have the Texans. We've got two against the Jaguars. We're like All right, the Texans is a win. Yeah, two against the Jaguars. Is a win. So that's three wins. That takes you to ten. The Jaguars don't look too bad. So you know, the, the, I think we'll split with the Jaguars, just because it's you know the division type to division opponent stuff. Um, what else we have? We have Cowboys and what is it? It's Even Cowboys. Them. Cowboys is like Chargers. Chargers, dude, those are all wins. It would shock me none if they go five wins, if they get five wins out of that. So you think 12 and 12 five? and five? Yeah. yeah. At least 11 and six. Yeah. So Eagles, Jaguars, Chargers, Texans, Cowboys, Jaguars. First of all, I think they could beat the Eagles. Yeah. Because the game that they play negates a lot of the game that the Eagles play with the, you know, with the high. The Eagles have the high-speed offense, and right. Derrick Henry changes that in a hurry. When <laughs> every drive is seven minutes long, you know there's just not that many drives that the Eagles. I think they're they're a problem for the Eagles, to be honest. Yeah, um, I mean, that, that was the one before they got the, before they lost to the Commanders. Everybody was kind of picking the Titans to be the team that beats. It's just one of those deals too, where we're coming off a loss. Yeah. So it's like you just like yo, we're the worst team ever. Right. After the after the you know after the Packers game, I would have been like, we're never losing ever again. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it, it's funny. I was I was after the uh, the the Bengals loss. I was just like, I am so over this team. And Melissa goes, you say that every week, right? And, now, and then like the next day on my Facebook memories, a memory from like twelve years ago, it's just like I am so over this tight these Titans. Like. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a, I, this season's going by so fast. Like I can't believe there's already like only like six games left. I know we're almost done. No, but uh, but I'm already seeing commercials for the USFL, so I'm there. I'm we ready. go. I'm ready. I'm going to pick a new team this year. No, you're not. You're stuck. <laughs> you can't change teams every year. I, you know, it's funny. I follow the uh, Michigan Panthers on Facebook. So every right? once in a while, someone will pop up and be like, we signed somebody. I'm like, why are we, how are we signing people right now? Like how, yeah. how are we signing <laughs> offensive linemen in the middle of the NFL season when they could be picked up by a, a, a practice squad or well, something. I think that tells you about the skill level. of the I know guys that, that's kind of like why, like, I don't want to know about these guys. I don't want to know these people exist. If they're not, if they're not good enough to be the 17th offensive tackle on a practice squad, I don't know if I want Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but dude, that's one of the things that they, that they highlight so often in their, pro, in their, their promo. Here's a guy he's been in 13 NFL NFL <laughs> training camps. camps. <laughs> he never made the team, but he's been on the Cowboys practice squad from week yeah. four to week six. <laughs> they broadcast that the, the one guy last year. I forget wh what his name was because, well, he was in the USFL and I forgot yeah. everybody's name. But uh, they had the one guy that was in 19 camps in like mm -hmm. four years or something. And they made a big deal about that. Of, yeah. This guy is talent. He's been in 19 camps. I was like, well, he doesn't have enough Cal. <laughs> no, I think that was the, the uh, one of the quarterbacks, like the quarterback for the. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans or whatever they're called. Um, the uh, yeah, there was that guy, and then there was. I remember one of the early games, the receiver was just going off, and they're like, "This guy was on the practice squad of the Cowboys. This like, guy took a kickoff <laughs> back thirty yards once in a game." <laughs> <laughs> and that's been sports. Yeah, um, there you go. 
All right. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Talk To Me here on the notfest.com. Make sure to follow the show, Twitter at Talk To Me Talk, Facebook's at Talk To Me Talk. You can email the show, talk to me talk at gmail.com. Look at that. Wow. And then the uh yeah, so make sure to just uh just just check us out wherever you can. Go to notfest.com, become a VIP, watch all of the videos of the interviews I do, and head over to the YouTube, leave a comment on the YouTube page. The uh we definitely have a a, a through line of how many people watch our shows now yeah. <laughs> on YouTube. It's it's pretty much leveled off to uh to where we've got a, a pretty consistent um you know fan base over there. So I like well, it. Well then then share. That's the thing. Share and retweet. Share and retweet. Share and retweet. Five star review. That's right. <laughs> Make All sure right. you smash that that notification bell. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, for the uh, Talk to Me podcast here, NotFest.com. I've been Joshua Toomey. I'm still Chris Hagan. And we will talk to you soon. See ya. The Talk to Me podcast presented by NotFest.com. Follow the show at Talk to Me Talk. Be sure to subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave a review on your favorite podcast app to get the latest from the Talk to Me podcast. 